This week on Double-Edged Sword, cutting to the heart of a deceptive culture, Kathy Griffey and Ruth Garcia join Father Cola to examine pilgrimages abroad and local. Why do we as Catholics go on pilgrimages? What are the different types of pilgrimages we can go on? Well, let's find out. Father Cola, Kathy Griffey, and Ruff Garcia are being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. We want to, to welcome Father Cola, Kathy Griffey, and Ruff Garcia. And uh, thank you for turning those up. That's awesome. Um, and so they are going to be talking about examining pilgrimages abroad and local. So we've got a, a tremendous uh, hour in front of us. All right, so now we want to go and talk to our guests. So welcome to each one of you. So good to have you here. We have Father Cola, Kathy Griffey, and Ruff Garcia. Thanks for sitting in order, too. That makes my life really easy. Gosh, you guys, you guys are making it too easy. This is awesome. Yeah, you're going to. <laughs> exactly. All right, so by introduction, Father Cola is the parochial vicar of Prince of Peace Parish in Great Bend in the Dodge City Diocese. Two of his parishioners are here with him, and that's Kathy Griffey and Ruff Garcia. So, Father Cola, the, you know, we're talking about exam, examining pilgrimages abroad and local. So, first of all, let's start with why, why should we even go on a pilgrimage? What is a pilgrimage? What, why should we go on one? Thank you so much uh, for inviting us. Uh, uh, we are blessed. Um, so, um, speaking about um, why we go to pilgrimage um, is a very important question. For me, uh, going to pilgrimage is um, to deepen my faith because I learned as a child from my parents. So every summer, my parents, they used to take the whole family uh, to the pilgrimage. Uh, we had our lady uh, good health. Uh, so we had um, our lady of uh, local names of our Blessed Mother. Uh, so my dad, he used to take us every year. So I learned that. So even during my formation of my life as a uh, priest, formation life, and after um, ordination, I started this of wherever I worked in parishes, taking the people for the pilgrimage. It's a deepening of one's own faith. Mm. So more connecting um, to the uh, a special devotion. Maybe it can be uh, our Blessed Mother or it can be a particular saint. So that is um, the first thing. So, and, and also to know more historical, the places and the operations of our Blessed Mother, to know more about, uh, to study about uh, the background. So that is the main thing. So for me, I felt that uh, deepening my own connection to my faith to God. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And, and, and you know, such a, a special time to, to really just set aside. We're in such a busy, busy world right now. So to be able to actually take the time to set aside and say, my focus is going to be on God during during this pilgrimage time, that is, you know, that's such a blessing and 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 gift for those that are that are able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks. So, 
Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly. Uh, it's also time taking time a break yeah. and relax, just to go and express your faith, your your faith, and just to know. Uh, st- take taking a break. Yeah, from your heavy uh, walks or heavy scheduling of your life. So, first of all, uh, I want to introduce myself. Um, I am Father Kola. And when I came to United States, people used to call me uh, Father Pepsi-Cola or <laughs> Coca-Cola. So I'm known as uh, Father Cola. So, and here there are two of my friends here. So I, they'd like to introduce and share what pilgrimage for them means. Okay. All right. So this you're going to hear Kathy Griffey right now. Yes, Father Cola has been a wonderful father uh, at, for our parish. He's just—he's—you just want to hug him and squish him and call him George. He's so sweet. <laughs> we love him. And um, I didn't know what pilgrimages were, and I'm a recent convert to Catholicism. Uh, in 2022, uh, my son-in-law Danny Murray and my daughter Celie Murray, we—we uh, we all were confirmed. Wow. at Prince of Peace Parish. And unbeknownst to us, my son, when we uh, told him that we were doing this, and he said, ah, what's going on here? What's and he started reading the Church Fathers. Mm. And he told me, um, in, while we were in RCAA still, he says, do you know that you can go to the Basilica in Mexico City and see the tilma? Yeah. And I said, what's a basilica? What's a tilma? Yeah. <laughs> and I started researching it. Yeah. And I thought this would be amazing because I, at the time, I was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer mm-hmm. and I had started praying to Our Lady and for help. And she, she was giving me the help and the peace that I needed for the surgery. Mm-hmm. And so I had the surgery just a few months before we went and she helped me to recover enough to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got down there and 37 of us Wow. I, I had been praying for 10. Yeah. Father Kolev said he was going to pray for 25 so that we could get our own private tour so bus. And Our Lady came through. Wow. <laughs> we had 37 people. It was such a wow. blessing to go. Yeah. And I just wanted to see the Tilma. I yeah. wanted to see this miraculous thing, this thing that Our Lady gave to us. Yeah. When I realized that's the only picture yeah. that we have of her that she gave us. Mm-hmm. It's not one that human hands made. And when we went in there, my son-in-law, he had been a little skeptical, and he looked up into her face, and he said, oh, my gosh, it's true. She's here. It's it's true. And later that day, after touring around, these old legs were a little tired, and I sat in the back pew at the Basilica while there was a Mass going on. They have a Mass every hour. It's just amazing to see that. And everywhere you are in there, you can see her face. It's so beautiful. And I, I'm going to pray my rosary and rest. Yeah. And I looked up into her eyes and I started crying. Mm-hmm. And I thought, all those years ago, mm-hmm. seven, over 700 years ago, yeah. you knew I would be here. Mm-hmm. And I felt her presence so mm-hmm. strongly. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, that's why I'm here. This is why I came. This was my moment yeah. on that pilgrimage. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And I said my rosary, and I saw people coming in and bringing beautiful flowers and mm. kneeling and receiving the, the uh, Holy Eucharist. And we got to see Father Kola Khan celebrate for our Mass at 10 that morning. And mm. it was so special looking into his eyes up there. 
and knowing, you know, that his heart was just so full of love for our Lord and Our Lady. And it was it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so I thought, okay, if this is what a pilgrimage is, I want to do more of these. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was your inspiration and, it, and organization. My son suggested yeah. it, yeah. and we ran with it. Yeah, and, excellent. And he said, and you know, you can have your priest come along, mm. and he can come celebrate. Yeah. And so I made an appointment with Father Cole. I didn't know him real well yet then. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, would you like to go with us? And he just, his mouth dropped open and he <laughs> shook his head yes. <laughs> so good. So. Main cause, the root. Yeah, 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 yeah excellent. So, so Ruff Garcia is our next uh, guest. We have three people in the studio right now. So, so Ruff, uh, tell us how, how you got involved with the pilgrimage. <clears throat> Well, uh, first I'm going to make a little correction. Uh, I'm not one of Father Cola's parishioners, okay. but I am a we live in, in Paxico, Kansas. Okay. It's just a little bit uh, west of uh, Topeka. Okay. Uh, and uh, Father uh, uh, Swami is a good friend of Father Cola's. So we always say, you know, um, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Well, we had planned a trip to... Um, Mexico to Merida because we sponsor several people through Unbound. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're mm -hmm. familiar sure. with Unbound. Okay, so we had uh, our our daughter and her family, and we was going to go to go to Merida. Well, long and behold, COVID hits. Mm -hmm. So I didn't take an insurance out, so I couldn't get my money back. So we we're sitting there, and I one day I told Gertrude, that's my wife. I said, you know. Why don't we just plan a visit to uh, to Mexico City? We can get a nice hotel and end up uh, hiring somebody to take us around, and that way we won't lose our tickets. Yeah, okay, that, that was like on a Monday or a Tuesday. Well, lo and behold, that weekend, Father Cola was visiting Father mm -hmm. Swami, mm -hmm. and after Mass, he says, Ruff, we're planning a trip to Mexico City. Mm. <laughs> well, ding, 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 ding. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up, you know. Yeah. And uh, of course, I'm originally from Mexico. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, my family, immigrated uh, to. Well, we moved to California back when I was about 11 years old. So, we fumbled around in Mexico City, getting all our our visa papers and everything mm. uh, for two years. So. Yeah, we just happened to stay right next to the hotel beside the embassy. Mm. So that brought a special moment to me, seeing all the folks that are trying to, to come here. You know, uh, when I looked out the window and then I <laughs> saw the big line, that was me 60 years ago mm. in line with my mom, you know. Oh, but wow. uh, So when we went to the Basilica, I had been there when I was little, when we were in Mexico City. but. Yeah. To see it now and, and have that appreciation. Yeah. And like Kathy said, you know, we, we were within almost a hand's reach mm -hmm. uh, to see our Blessed Mother. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that was probably the, the most striking thing for me to, to, to be there seeing the beauty of it all. Yeah. 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 Oh, very, very touching. I, I understand your, your emotions. I, you know, I, I've often thought I would love to go, and I, I still would. And it's, it's nice to hear. You know, cause everybody says, oh, it's not, it's not safe. So it's nice to hear that that you all went and and. Well, let know. me tell you. Don't be afraid to go. Yeah. Don't be afraid. All the time we were there, 
not a minute did we feel unsafe yeah. or, or in, in harm's way of anything. In fact, where we stayed, it was uh, very clean, very nice. We even ate off the street vendors, you know, so experienced the whole route, you the know. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing, yeah. And, and it was very safe, very safe. In fact, there's a, a police officers that walk in pairs, mm -hmm. and they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they're, they, they're, they're out to look out for you and, and protect you if, yeah. if anything happens. So do not be afraid. Yeah. Go, go, you know, don't go to bad places obviously but yeah. Don't you be know, stupid, when right? you go as a group there's safety always in numbers but yeah. never never did I feel or we felt I yeah. think you can agree that there was no no danger yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. beautiful all right so so um, let's go ahead and talk about you know exactly because they're, they're you know statistically I don't know what it's like here in Hayes across Catholic radio as a whole statistically 50% of the listeners are not Catholic, 25% are lapsed Catholics, and, you know, 25% of us, you know, trying to, to fight the good fight, right? Mm -hmm. um, so some people may not know when we say Our Lady of Guadalupe or Basilica, they may not know what we're talking about. So it's such a, a beautiful story, and I know it would take a long time, but can you give us kind of a, a brief story about Our Lady of Guadalupe and, and you know, why you're so emotional, you know, to, to be able to go and, and be in the presence of this image. So, so give us that brief story. For me, uh, first time when I heard, uh, it was two, uh, 1996, uh, I was a novice as a religious order, uh, becoming a priest for religious order, St. Francis de Sales congregation. I was doing my novitiate, and uh, there I saw uh, a title named Our Lady of Guadalupe. So then I took a book and just read the story, and it's really touched me. Uh, and then I never thought that I'd come here or come here to the United States and go to Mexico City, but I had strong desire. God's will, one day I can visit. But it's really, wow, visiting Our Lady of Guadalupe is, um, is, a, is a faith, and it's a really touching a lot for me. I was just going through in the campus, surrounding and visiting in the churches, and in the main church, Our Lady of the Basilica. So I have seen only on the TVs, and that day I was really just I was, my tears were coming out. Mm. And all the more just there and being celebrating the Mass, that was the blessing for me. Mm. It was really, I felt that, the presence of her Blessed Mother, and, um, and, the, and especially as we walk through the walking through and seeing the tilma, oh my God, it's, it's our mother is here. Yeah. And there's, maybe that is the main reason today, um, every year, there are more than 20 million people are walking through yeah. uh, to seek that some special blessing. So especially, there is a reason also why I said yes when Kathy asked me, my mom was sick two years back, 
she had a brain surgery, and I was working uh, as an associate in St. Anthony of Padua, liberal cancers, um, very, very thick uh, Hispanics community. There we have a beautiful tilma of Our Lady of Guadalupe, the, in, uh, the chapel. And we had a daily mass there. I used to pray a lot there. And whatever I, I have asked in front of Our Lady of Guadalupe, they, I have received all the blessings. I prayed for my mother for her surgery, the brain surgery. It was successful. And I prayed for, uh, uh, especially on my village, it was very dry during the summer. The wells are dry, the water scared. So I prayed and got more well, they got the water. There are many, many favors received. Actually, that my intention, I said, is to go and give thanks mm -hmm. to our Blessed Mother. And um, today I could see that the floating, and every day I have a special praise of Lady Bhagadalupa now. Um, so that gives me more um, strength for me. I feel that. Yeah, and, and, and so just for, for maybe those that, that aren't aware of what we're, we're talking about, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe, you know, the there was a peasant man, or there there were a lot of pagans going on, and, and there was a man, um, Juan Diego, mm -hmm. who was traveling to go to the Basilica, or traveling, I think he was traveling to go to work, you know, something, mm -hmm. something. He was traveling, and, and all of a sudden he saw something on, on a hill, and he went up, and the Blessed Mother was there, correct? So, yes. So can you fill out the rest of the story for us? Well, I'll... I'll try to do it here. And, and this is rough talking right, right okay. now. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, it's really surprising. Um, I showed, I, I took a lot of pictures, obviously. Yeah. And uh, there's another parish, the Father Swami, Father Kola's friend, that we go to. So every once a week, they get together and have breakfast after, after mass. So I took my computer over and I showed the picture. And I was just uh, astonished that they did not know the story. Yeah. I said, what, Our Lady of Guadalupe. So I told them, I said, the best I can tell you is our, our Blessed Mother appeared to Juan Diego, who was a, a, a convert to begin with, a very devout convert. You know, he was an Aztec uh, convert. And uh, really a lot of the, the main reason that she appeared because there was a lot of human sacrifice going on with the Aztecs. Yes. So... Um, she, he he traveled to a church, and we got to see the outside of the church where he used to go. But also in the basilica, we climbed the, the hill where she appeared to him. And uh, the first time she, you know, he said, uh, wow, you know, who, who am I that you be talking to, you know? <laughs> so she tells him, go to the bishop and tell him, I want a church built in this spot. Yeah. So the little old Juan Diego, he goes down and... Uh, they don't believe him, of course, yeah. you know. So he goes back, and he's uh, by that uh, he appeared four times. But I'll jump to the to the other ones that I'm more familiar yeah. with. Yeah. So on on uh, about the third time that, that he was going over there, he uh, he tried to hide from her, taking a different route because his <laughs> his uncle Bernardino was was sick. Yeah. Okay, so she. On, the, on his little cutoff that he had, here she is. Yeah. And um, 
that's when he says, "Well, I gotta. I'm in a hurry. I gotta. I gotta go Can to you take, imagine? Take, yeah, take care of my uncle." <laughs> and, and she, she looks at him and she says, "Don't worry. Yeah. Am I not your? <laughs> I'm gonna jump up. Am I not your mother? Am yeah. I not your mother? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let me catch my breath here. Yeah. So anyway, she, she, then she tells him that go and pick the the flowers, mm-hmm. and he says. Do not touch them, bring them back to me, and I'll rearrange them. So he does, has them in his tilma. A tilma is basically like a sarape or, or a poncho, yeah, yeah. you know, that uh, was used then for keeping warm, carrying things. So she brings them back, she touches them, uh, takes them back to the bishop, and there she is. Yeah. Because yeah. the bishop had asked for a sign. Yeah, right? that's right. The, yeah, to, the bishop says, the I need a sign, you yeah, know. Yeah, you know. I'm not going to just build a no, church, you yeah, know, up no, on this uh, mountain. Yeah, I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to do that, right? Here's, so I need a sign. Here, here's this lowly, yeah. you know, peasant, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and Juan Diego used to travel a long way. See, he would go to Mass Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So, you know, that's when she intervened with him. And, and like Kathy said, you know, here we are almost... 700 years later, and what I tell people when I showed it, when they show the pictures, is she cannot be denied. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah the proof it, is it, right it, there. The proof is right there, and yeah. the proof is, you know, he has these roses that, that are growing in winter. They shouldn't even be there, mm-hmm, right? They mm-hmm. should not even be there. And she ra- arranges them in his tilma, sends him off to prove to the bishop, to give the bishop the sign, right? And when he drops his tilma in the, the presence of the bishop, the roses fall that, you know, again, growing in winter shouldn't even be there. And on his tilma is this beautiful image of of the Blessed Mother. And, uh, you know, the bishop drops to his knees, right? Yeah. You know, yes. and that tilma is still there and hanging, and that's what you all went to see, yes. was this mm-hmm. beautiful, miraculous image of, of Our Lady. You know, and, and it has been examined over the years. It's not of any plant. The tilma is not made of anything that was local, right? The, the you know, the, the tilma itself, and here it is lasting, you know, gosh, I don't remember when Guadalupe, when it first occurred, but... 1531. 1531. Yeah. So, look, all these years later, it's still intact, and you can still go visit it. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, oh, it it oh. is a natural material that was woven that they used for their clothing, a coarse okay. material, a, a plant fabric. Okay. And it should only last 20 years. And okay. in the humidity and the heat there, it, it should never have lasted because it was not protected for the first 100 years. Wow. The image was on it, yeah. yet it never faded. It, yeah. it never uh, rotted. They have tried making things like that with it, and they are unsuccessful. It rots. Yeah. yeah. That fabric rots. And here it is 700 years later, and it's still intact. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know, and I think they've examined it and even seen, like, the, the bishop's reflection in Our Lady's mm-hmm. eyes and just all kinds of miraculous things that are associated with it. So yeah. so thank you for correcting me on that. That's yeah. the, you and, know, and, beautiful. And not only um, was winter with the roses, the roses were a Castilian rose. Yes. And also, at that time, I learned this from our guide, there were no roses in Mexico. Mm. No, no plants, no roses whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So there you are, you know. Yeah, it was uh, from then on, I guess. Now we have roses, but they have a lot of poinsettias, too. (laughs) (laughs) And and the bishop, as a proof, he had told himself, I want to see Castilian roses, because he was from Spain. 
and that's what he got was the Castilian roses. Castilian roses. Wow, 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 wow. Love, love, love this. We need to take a short break right now, but don't change that dial. Examining pilgrimages abroad and local with Father Cola, Kathy Griffey, and Ruth Garcia will be right back. Back on Double-Edged Sword, cutting to the heart of a deceptive culture. Examining pilgrimages abroad and local. Father Cola, Kathy Griffey, and Ruff Garcia. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. So what are some, uh, you know, I know you're there. So what are some of the sacrifices that people offer at the Basilica? I mean, you know, you, you can only imagine being in the presence of Our Lady, how emotional our current guests are w- with that. So there, you know, I'm sure there's, there's quite a few sacrifices that, that are going on there of, of people offering, you know, the sacrifice to God um, at the Basilica. So. So go ahead and and talk a little bit about the sacrifices that are made. The sacrifices uh, offering, especially the prayers, and also the um, bless the babies uh, and the the candles, um, and buying the some other liturgical things there. And uh, there is outside their priest always uh, uh, stays, and uh, all those people buy the things and. Uh, and he is the one to bless the mm. the religious articles. So mainly the prayers and, um, and the people I could see uh, w- walking on the nail mm. on, and kneeling and just going through to the main basilica from the bell tower to the basilica and offering their prayers, mm. the kneeling down. Yeah. And uh, some of things what I have noticed there. Yeah. Yeah, and now we're going to hear from Kathy Griffey. I noticed beside uh, the altar on both sides, they had large walls and with shelf, a big wide shelf on it. And as the day went on, those shelves filled up with the most beautiful flower arrangements that were brought mm-hmm. for Our Lady. And it, it was amazing. And, and the people, yeah, like Father said, coming on their knees, yeah. they are discouraged from doing that, but they do it anyway. Yeah. They do yeah. it anyway. and. and there was several groups from mountain villages in uh, regalia mm-hmm. from their villages and uh, singing and praying as they were coming in and for them it was such a wonderful time for their pilgrimages and it yeah. was such a blessing to see them and when we gathered it at uh, one place there was a group there from poland oh. and they were singing uh, yeah. in polish yeah. and they were so excited to be there Beautiful, beautiful. So, Ruff, um, anything you want to add to that? Uh, just, just a little bit. Pretty much what, what they say is what took place, you know, because you see a, particularly a, there was a lot of young groups yeah. of, of, of probably teenagers yeah. uh, decked out with an with a image of our Blessed Mother in, in front of them. And um, I just want to go back a little bit to when we was talking earlier about, um, you know, the... Aztecs used to do a lot of human sacrifice, and that pretty much came to a stop. And also, there were over 10 million converts uh, at the time that, that after her apparition, 
they you know became became Catholic and Christian and so on you know Muslim yeah. Catholic so that was that was really touching and um, in Mexico there's a saying that says first you're Mexican and then you become Guadalupano ah. <laughs> so, which which means you know you belong to to our blessed mother, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. To, to Jesus through Mary. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. All right. What else do you do? You want to tell us about um, Guadalupe before we move on to anything else? It was an awesome, awesome experience as yeah. a new Catholic. You know, I'm learning so much. I'm, you know, experiencing so much, and to do that so early on in my pilgrimage through this yeah. faith, it's it was just it's tremendous yeah. you know, just help me and like I said I want to do lots more pilgrimages yeah. <laughs> and just waiting for the Lord to tell me where to go or he wants me to be to go and see the wonderful yeah. things that he has done and yeah. places where Our Lady has appeared the yeah. apparitions that excites me yeah, I think you have a, a career as a as a travel agent for, for holy pilgrimage places, right? Well, my son and I thought about that. Yeah. I think COVID kind of squashed all that. Yeah, yeah well, you know, we're, we're past that, heck. We're past all that. So 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 just go for it. That's yeah. awesome. Ruff, did you have something uh, to add? Well, for, for me, the, the going with uh, other folks, 37 of us, all Catholics yeah. was really nice. Yeah. You know, uh, we shared the same thoughts, the same feelings, yeah. and um, we all came together there with one purpose, and yeah. that was to, to uh, pray and, and be together. And when we listened to some of their stories that they told us there within the bus, it was it was really, really good to, to, to be with that many people of the same faith. Yeah. You know, yeah. so often you go in groups and everybody scatters, we all stuck together really nice yeah. and prayed together. Yeah. Excellent. Father Cola, did you have something to add? Um, it's really awesome group, uh, 37 of us um, being together. Uh, so started at 8 o'clock, then just visit and have the morning, that morning mass. And, uh, and then during the travel time, when we were in the bus, share the stories. Yeah. Uh, so it's really, it was really, we are blessed, the group, and especially the guide had a marvelous knowledge. Yeah. It's a deep knowledge about, uh, so that helped a lot, and he shared a lot to us. So I really appreciate all those people who are thinking of uh, making their journey or trip or pilgrimage to Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mexico City. It's very safe. And um, very, um, uh, you feel that uh, the presence of our blessed mother, and you will receive some grace, some blessings, definitely. So keep that strong faith and continue to walk in the pilgrimage. Yeah, beautiful. All right. So, Either of you have anything else you want to add before we move on to the, to the next part of this? Um, talking with, with Father Cola, you know, during this, this past Lent, Father, you took pilgrims, again, pilgrimage, right? We're talking about pilgrimages. You took pilgrims on a seven churches visitation. So tell us about, about this beautiful tradition. I think usually happens on maybe Holy Thursday, yes? Yes. Um, uh this tradition of visiting seven churches uh, on Holy Thursday probably originated in Rome um, as earthly pilgrimage 
they visited um, the seven basilicas uh, as uh, as a penance. So the seven churches visitation is an ancient uh, pious tradition, uh, wherein the faithful visit the all altars, um, reposition of seven churches on the evening of the Holy Thursday, and to keep Solomon vigil with Jesus. That is the tradition. Then just I thought of that, uh, visiting the seven churches and also representing at the seven altars of the seven sacraments. And also the mainly thing, the, the seven stations consist of Jesus in, uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, the Jesus found and taken before the ass. So there are seven things before Jesus takes the cross. So uh, his passion. Um, passion in the garden, the Gethsemane garden. So I thought of that then um, uh, I have been working um, last three years um, visiting the seven churches during the uh, Lenten season and uh, this time we went seven churches visiting two churches from um, Catholic Diocese of Dodge City and five churches from Salina Diocese. Mm -hmm. So Last year, we had a seven churches within the um, Dutchess City Diocese territory, and this year we extended to the Salina Diocese. Mm -hmm. um, 65 people showed up for these um, seven churches visiting, and um, it was um, very uh, just voluntarily they came out. So they were just came out, and we actually we started it is the um, off-day program. Uh, so we started at one o'clock from St. Pat's Great Band. Then we ended uh, at um, Fiper. It's a beautiful church. Okay. So this is a tradition then um, uh, I'm just trying to work with my parishioners visiting and uh, sacrificing. Or maybe it's like a penance. Jesus has sacrificed so much. He suffered for us. So something that we, during the Lent, taking up our own crosses, we mm -hmm. carried our, our own small crosses, and we went on uh, seven altars, seven churches visiting, and in each church we said two stations of the cross. Mm -hmm. So we went and we said the stations of the cross, then we sang on uh, the songs, and we prayed together, and also after that, um, there was um, the uh, local guide of each church. Yeah. They spoke about the historical of their own church yeah. because we have the um, surrounding the Great Band and um, the Hayes, we have the beautiful Catholic churches, very traditional Catholic churches. Yeah. Some of the churches are being closed, uh, but it is the way that uh, taking the people, it is the way people who are not seen uh, maybe these visiting seven churches during the Lent, it helps us. Mm -hmm. So that is the thought. So last year we did, and this year again we did it. And um, um, so visiting and just praying there. And um, the local guide speaks about the, the history of the church. And if there are any questions, the group asked, and they shared their um, uh, some of the questions and answered. And also, and from the group itself, and they have, I opened to them to share your stories. And some said, I have baptized, baptized here. And my parents got married here. I went to school here. Yeah. Now there is no school building. There is, the school is yeah. closed. Yeah. 
and what a, it's a touching story, those, those stories. So in every church we had that study and to know the history and to participate uh, and visit the seven altars. Yeah. So and, and I, is that done like before the Holy Thursday suffer, uh, 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 services? Yeah, that is, that is actually the tradition because we can do it any way during the Lenten days. Mm -hmm. So because sometimes all people may not work, for, everyone does yeah. may not work. So uh, we did it on Palm Sunday this okay. year. Okay. So 65 of us, um, we are all um, gathered together and then um, we went on. Yeah. And uh, we have all types of people. Um, and also they, it's like um, even helping each other. Mm -hmm. Like um, as Jesus carrying the cross and then Simon Sirene comes and helps uh, Jesus on the fifth station in the same way because in the group also, there are people. Some are on the walker. Uh, and some are, um, um, yeah. So um, it's uh, helping each other um, and uh, and handling together and going together. And uh, this, the, we, we had that uh, spirit that, so, Kathy, you want to share? Kathy, yeah. One thing I've noticed in this parish and all through the Catholic Church is the family. Mm. You know, Christ wants his church to be one. Yeah. And I went, uh, had the blessing to go to Oahu with my sister in March oh. and got to go and uh, participate or be in Mass at uh, Our Lady of Peace Church yeah. where uh, uh, Father Damien was. Wow. It was awesome. Wow. And the priest had a different accent, but I knew what the Mass was. Yeah. And it just, it was amazing for me, yeah. you know, to know that it's all one family. Yeah. And when we were at the church in Victoria, which I had never been to, I'd heard it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. And our bishop, John Brugart, came. Mm -hmm. And he shared his family connection with that church. Yeah. And that was so touching and so beautiful. Yeah. And um, I had volunteered, stuck up my hand. I would read one of the, the stations of the cross there at that church. And then Father says, oh, the microphone's on. You have to go to the ambo. <laughs> oh, with it. <laughs> Bishop here, I made it through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was really it was really a beautiful day, and you know the closeness of everybody, and you know, we just got in cars and carpooled with somebody, and it was yeah. it was great. Yeah. You know, I really I loved it. Yeah. So beautiful, and and just to back up a little bit for our listeners out there, when um, when um, Kathy talks about uh, Father Damien in o Oahu, he's not actually in Oahu, I don't think, right? But the, the church he was out of was it in it was. Honolulu. Okay, yes, all right. Honolulu. And it's Damien he, of Molokai. Uh, yes, yes. And, and you know he's he's a well-known saint because he served and actually died while serving the lepers that, that nobody else wanted. You know, he was really being the face of Jesus to each and every one yeah. of these people who were suffering so much and and so now proclaimed a saint. So so uh, what a beautiful opportunity to go there. I, I talked to somebody else who had gone to uh, to to visit. She said it was the, the most spectacular thing of all the things that she did in Hawaii. And they went to several islands, but she said that was that was it. I mean, it was just so peaceful. Yeah, the reliquary is there with, with his relics and also with Sister Marianne Copes. Yeah. Um, and it was yeah. just to know that this is where they were. It was, oh. it was amazing. 
Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Ruff, you had something. Uh, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, both my, my wife Gertrude and I came from, from Pax, Dakota, when Father Cola invited us. And I said, well, that sounds like it'd be a nice trip. And what was really surprising was the numbers that showed up. I, I thought maybe, you know, two or three cars, but here we had a caravan of about 10 or 15 vehicles, you know, just going down the road, uh, some back roads, some, you know, <laughs> that was quite an interesting ride there, all come, coming from Victoria, from Brussels, up yeah, to Russell. From, de, from, from Dubuque. Dubuque. Yeah, yeah, from I mean. Dubuque, somebody uh, took off the wrong road. Took, took off the wrong road. <laughs> Everybody and here, followed. And here we are on a dirt road, just, yeah. you know, going through there and stuff. But it, it was, uh, I, I told Father, I so said, make sure you invite us again next year. It was, and what we really enjoyed was once we got there, like his father said, we, we said the, the, the two stations, you know, and that was that was really nice. And then hearing the history of these beautiful churches, you don't realize how many gorgeous churches we have around here, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. And uh, and that's one of our favorite things for Gertrude and I to do when we go somewhere, particularly in the and uh, like around the Santa Fe area or somewhere. We always try to visit all the as many of the missions, you know. And that's that's the history of our our faith. Yeah, yeah. excellent. We are talking with Father Cola, Kathy Griffey, and Russ Garcia, talking about pilgrimages abroad and local. What were some of the fa sacrifices that you faced, whether it was the, the seven churches? We already talked about sacrifices for Guadalupe. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. let's talk about the Besides going on the wrong road in the wrong direction <laughs> um, and wasting expensive gas, right? Yeah. Tell, tell us what are some of the other sacrifices that you made. Uh, beside that, um, um, it was uh, actually the, the visiting seven churches just in half day is really is a risk. Uh, it is a, the whole day program actually. Yeah. Uh, so that is a, one of the <laughs> um, the holiness is not for whims. So and the, the other thing, uh, um, the we lost. Someone started from the Dubuque to the Russell, and all followed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's because all the dark roads. So we uh, we don't know much about some yeah. for so many. It's the first yeah. time coming that roads. Yeah. And um, and it's uh, people are really uh, mostly the people who came all really they have that strong faith. Yeah. Uh, I need to make it even though I'm not physically well. But I need to make this. Yeah. They have that passion yeah. uh, to walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, taking yeah. the cross and follow. Yeah. And some of them even uh, overcoming their struggles, uh, their, but they made it. Yeah. So already for the next year, some of the people already signed. So they want to visit again another seven churches during the, during the Lenten season. So any things to be added to that? Sacrifices. <laughs> it was a long day. I didn't get home till after nine. Yeah. Mm. But it, it's such a fulfilling day. Yeah. And seeing the passion that the people had, the, the docents that were telling us about their churches and the yeah. closed churches and the love they had for them and the beauty of the churches and it, you know, all for God's glory. Yeah. It just was so, so precious. Yeah. 
and to pray all 14 stations I, I think that's really cool I had not heard that before mm -hmm. um, I don't know is that something that's normally part of it or is it something that you added because I'm just not familiar with it it is actually something that I actually this tradition I, I brought from India okay so in India we visited 14 churches yeah. uh, taking a bus hiring a bus and going through the 14 churches that is a holiday program yeah. Uh, so then I thought maybe it doesn't work here. So I thought maybe keep it off day after Mass or Sunday and make it a two stations of the So yeah, it is yeah. just a adding to that. Beautiful. So I, I just, it's I a good responding awesome. also, very well responding. Yeah. We had a super guides. I need, I thank them on this from the divine uh, radio and air now. I thank all the uh, guides. You are the excellent guides. You welcomed us with your smiling faces. I really appreciate uh, waiting for us and opening the church doors and welcoming us. Yeah. And especially I need to thank um, in church Luke Blair from our office is the pastoral in church. He has done tremendous work. Very good. So Awesome. Ruff, what do you want to add? Um, no, I just, you know, same following Father said, thank you. We only have about two minutes. Father, would you lead us in a prayer? Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for the beautiful day you have given to us. Thank you, Lord, for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer. Jesus, Lord, we praise you and thank you. Lord, today especially, blessing us on this hour and speaking about on the pilgrimage. Lord, I ask your special blessings all those who are listening on air and all these um, directors who are working behind all this uh, evangelization through the Divine Mercy Radio. Bless all of them and bless us and bless all those uh, who are supporting and especially with the various intentions and thoughts to spread the good news to the people on this air. Lord, we ask you to continue to show us our blessings. Our Blessed Mother, our Lady of God, we ask especially intercessions to lead us and strengthen us and guide us. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord Father, be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank so you. thank you. Thank you. I'd like beautiful. to end with our Hail Mary prayer. Okay. Let us say together. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace. The, the Lord is with you. Blessed, blessed are you among women, women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Double Edged Sword, cutting to the heart of a deceptive culture. Folks, heaven is unseen. But so are these airwaves. If you can support these airwaves and help save souls for heaven, go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate, where your donation will be seen and appreciated. You're listening to the network of stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear his voice, harden not your heart.